This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own time. Now count. you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in 15 minutes or less. Each episode, we take a real world business story and apply a key investing lesson to help you build your investor toolkit. If you are joining us for the very first time, welcome. We strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. And just a reminder before we kick in that we're not experts, we're not financial professionals, and we are not licensed. We're here learning just like you and nothing on this podcast should be taken as advice. With that said, let's crack on. My name is Bryce. And as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Good to be here. We have officially moved studios. We're out of our shared office and into our own space. Yeah. If people are watching on YouTube or this has been clipped for socials, uh, it's looking pretty nondescript at the moment and it's also freezing cold. It is, it is. Uh, but over the next few weeks, we're going to build this out and, um, yeah, we're excited. We've moved. We have. We've moved up in the world away from WeWork. But wherever we are, the content train keeps rolling. Content train keeps rolling. And uh, we're here with another news story. If you're interested in seeing The Office, obviously you can check out this episode on YouTube or follow us on social media. Plenty of uh, action coming from our rooftop, which yes. is pretty amazing. I also saved the whole move as a Instagram story highlight. Nice. So you can watch it there. Awesome. I'm learning socials. <laughs> awesome. Well, we are, we're endeavoring to get this uh, lesson out in 15 minutes or less. So, Ren, let's get straight into it. The story this week is that over in the United States, they're about to pass uh, a massive climate bill. Yep. Tax bill and healthcare well, bill, or no, all in one. No, climate tax and healthcare bill. One bill. <laughs> <laughs> one bill. One bill. It's uh, it's had some implications on um, what we call buybacks. At the very last minute, they've put in a provision that it has included share buybacks. So, what are we seeing here? The news story is there's now going to be a one percent tax on share buybacks, and we thought this was a good opportunity to. I guess talk about what buybacks are and we've titled it the sneaky way companies return you money because uh, dividends you know. You know what a dividend is. Uh, it's when a company takes money they've made as profit and puts it in your bank account, puts it in your brokerage account, gives you cold hard cash. You can choose to reinvest that dividend but that's money that you, that you see come to you. But there's a sneaky way that companies can also pay you from their profits, and that is a buyback. The future of stock buybacks in focus today on where Democrats appear poised to pass their Inflation Reduction Act, which includes a new 1% excise tax on that practice. The question is whether it will, in fact, have a material impact or not, what that might mean 
for stocks. So, Bryce, let's take a step back. Yeah. You're the CEO of a company. Yes. Literally. <laughs> uh, you make a profit. Yeah. Hopefully one day. Yes. <laughs> Close. What can you do with that profit? I have four choices or we have four choices running a company when you make a profit. The first is that we can save it. Just like you you as a consumer, you get paid more than, than you spend. You can put that in the bank, build up the cash on the balance sheet, just keep it sitting there for purposes later on. If you want to go out and buy a new office, whatever it may I be. I think people get what saving yes. is. <laughs> you can invest it. You can hire new staff. You can expand research and development, put the money back into the business to help it grow. Yeah. You've already mentioned rent dividends. You can pay a dividend, which is giving the cash back to the current shareholders, rewarding them for being a shareholder. Hey, let's split the profits. That's a dividend. Yeah, yeah. Rewarding them for being a shareholder or giving them what they're due as a part owner <laughs> true, of a company. True, true. And then the fourth reason, one we're going to touch on today is buying back their stock. And this is where I can decide to buy some of the company's stock back off the shareholders and destroy them. And in doing so, there's going to be a return of value. Okay. Just so you, you, rather than paying me a dividend, you buy a stock off other shareholders and then you destroy it. Yeah. Why would you buy something just to destroy it? Because what I want to do is take uh, less shares off the market and in doing so, there's going to be less uh, shares available to buy and you're going to be influencing supply and demand of that stock. Yeah, yeah, definitely supply and demand, but also like f turn the share market off for a second. Forget the day-to-day -day movements of prices and Jim Cramer yelling on CNBC and hitting a big red button. Just like remember at its core what investing is. You're becoming a part owner in a company and mm. let's say uh, Equity Mates is split into 10 shares each of those shares is worth 10% of the company. If we make a profit, we go out and we go to two shareholders and say, we'll buy back the shares from you at the market value. We buy their shares and we destroy them. Then there's only eight shares left. Each of those eight shares are now worth 12.5% of the company. So turn the share market off. You're right. It generally does push the, share, the price up. But at its core, buying back shares means each shareholder owns more of the company. Yeah. Now in that worked example, there were 10 shares. In Apple, there's what, like 300 million shares or something? Mm, mm. <laughs> but Apple's spent like $22 billion on buybacks in the last quarter. And what they went, and they went out in the market, they bought shares, they destroyed them. And so all remaining Apple shares have a little bit more, a fraction more ownership of the company. Yeah. Yeah. So why would a company, I guess, do this? One of the reasons is it's a more tax efficient way to return money to shareholders. Yes. So if there's a there's a textbook reason and a cynical reason. And depending <laughs> on time, we might not get to the cynical well, reason. That's good. Let's just stick to the theory. So when you're uh, paying out a dividend, you hit some double taxation effects. As a company, I'm paying profit uh, tax on my profits yep. and then paying a dividend to the shareholder and then the shareholder themselves will have to pay income tax yep. on the dividend. So you get a double taxation whammy effect there. The advantage in a share buyback is there's only one taxation event and that's on the profit that the company yep. pays. So when I go from owning 10% of equity mates to 12.5% of equity mates, the tax office doesn't say, hold on, you've made a gain there and we're going to tax you on that. Mm. But if equity mate pays me a dividend, 
tax office is like, whoa, 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 include that in your assessable income. Yes. Now, that is where franking credits come in. And there are three countries in the world that have dividend imputation, aka franking credits, Australia, New Zealand, and Malta. There are a few other countries with partial dividend imputation, Canada, Korea, and the United Kingdom, but it's really the big three where the law says the company's already been taxed on those profits, so we're going to give you a credit and then you won't be taxed personally on those profits. Yeah. And so for Australians listening, that's what a franking credit is. It's a credit that you get to cash in at the tax office and say, whoa, 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 I've already been taxed on this, so you can't tax me again. Yes. Now check out, uh, we've done some episodes in the past on Equitymates Investing Podcast that uh, are directly related to dividends and tax time. I know it is tax time at the moment. You would be doing your tax returns and there is conversation in the Equitymates discussion group as well on that. So check out those episodes. I'd search Charlie Viola as we did a and a on tax with him. So that's the textbook reason. It's a tax efficient way. If you're in the US uh, and you know your investors get double taxed, it's a tax efficient way to return money to shareholders. Can I quickly say the cynical way? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of executives of big companies, are uh, their bonuses are tied to the share price. And if you're buying back shares, the earnings per share metrics look better because there's less shares and that will push the share price up and that will make it more likely to get your bonus. So cynical, (laughs) (laughs) but it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's been something that we've seen happen a lot over in the States in, I'd say in the last decade. Yeah. Do you remember uh, we interviewed Jesse Felder on Equity Mates, the, um, our other podcast, and he wrote about the fantastic four of financial engineering, McDonald's, Boeing, Caterpillar, and 3M, who were just absolutely shooting the lights out. Like they were outperforming the S&P 500. They were outperforming the FANG stocks. And all they were doing was they're all like pretty slow growing, boring companies, but they were borrowing heaps of money and using that borrowed money, like that debt to buy back their own stock. Dodgy. Yeah. Dodgy. (laughs) (laughs) But it worked for a while. Yeah. Then it it stopped working. You're right, Ren. A lot of companies have been doing it. Here are a few stats. S&P 500, uh, the the index over in the States with the largest 500 companies spent about 280 billion in the past three months alone on buybacks. Huge amounts of money. You think that's a lot? In the last five years, the S&P 500 has spent 1.24 trillion in buybacks. Huge. And some of the biggest players, Apple, 22.96 billion. Alphabet. This is just in 2022. In 2022. Yeah. Alphabet, the company owning Google, 13.3 billion. Meta, formerly known as Facebook, 10.4 billion. Microsoft, 8.8 billion. And S&P Global, 7.5 billion. So some pretty huge buybacks there coming from some of the world's biggest companies. Yeah. So I guess that's the long and the short of it. Uh, when you're hearing the, about this tax on buybacks, Traditionally, companies could buy back their stock with no tax implication. They would pay tax on their profit and then they would say, well, I can pay it as a dividend uh, to my shareholders, but they'll get taxed uh, if they're not in Australia, New Zealand or Malta. Or I can avoid that double taxation and just buy back my own stock, maybe help me get my bonus as well, but, but also give a benefit to shareholders. But a lot of people probably don't realise they were getting that benefit. So I think it's important to know But now, Bryce, let's circle right back to where we started, which was the news story. There is now a 1% tax on buybacks. Mm. So whether you pay a dividend 
or you buy back your own shares, there will be double taxation. Does this change anything? It doesn't change anything for me as a shareholder, which is the good news. Okay. Um, I'm not going to have to make any changes to my tax or anything like that. The, sh- the company is the one that's going to be taxed. I think that's an important point to start with. You don't have to report what companies bought back shares or anything like yeah. that. It's so on no, the company. So no stress. It's all good for a shareholder. You don't have to do anything different. Uh, what we might see is that over in America, traditionally companies that haven't been paying dividends, you might start to see them pay a little more in dividends rather than pay the 1% in tax if it is more efficient for them to do so. And also you might see them, as we've spoken about, reinvesting some of their profits back into companies rather than paying out in dividends or buying back their stock. So you might see some change in behavior of companies, but it's all going to be relative against that 1% tax that they would pay otherwise. I think it's going to be like super on the margin though, because it's the tax is 1%. Mm. Like it, it's a lot in the context of the S&P 500 spent $280 billion in the past three months. So the government's going to collect a cool $2.8 billion in tax on that. For a company, you know, your CEO, you're thinking the lowest tax rate in America is 10% uh, and I think the highest is 37%. So I can pay 1% tax on a buyback or I can give the money as a dividend and my investors will be taxed between 10 and 37% of mm. that money. So it still is more tax efficient to do the buyback. But also my cynical reason comes into play. It also probably helps them get their bonuses and stuff like that. On the margin, hopefully we see a little bit more investment, a little bit more investment in R&D, hiring, expansion and stuff like that because you don't get taxed if you reinvest in your company. No. But I think that will be very much on the margin. Yeah. Yeah. So the lesson here are this, there are two ways that a company can return money to you as an, as an investor. And we hope that we've been able to help you understand one of those, which is the buyback. Yeah. If you see that your company is doing a buyback, don't freak out. It results in you owning slightly more of the company than you had in the past. So, Ren, that's it. That's the lesson. We'll pick it up next week with another news story. Don't forget, grab your FinFest tickets, equitymates.com slash FinFest. Check out all the other content that we're doing. If you're enjoying this uh, format, let us know. Uh, Contact at equitymates.com. Similarly, if you're interested in more business news, check out our business news podcast, The Dive, uh, in your podcast player now. Ren, we'll pick it up next week. Sounds good. Get Started Investing is a product of Equitymates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, 
edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.